Welcome to Add Bible, an audio daily devotion from the Ezra Project. We join Alan J. Hooth as he shares Bible passages and comments from over 30 years of his personal Bible reading journals. Today brings us to Matthew chapter 11. And we'll welcome back our guest reader, Roy Hanske, to read Matthew chapter 11. Roy has been on Christian radio here in Denver since 1985. So let's listen to Roy Hanske as he reads the 30 verses of Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. When Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in their cities. Now when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to them, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. And the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see, a man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are in kings' houses. What then did you go out to see, a prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. Truly I say to you, among those born of women, there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John. And if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. But to what shall I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to their playmates. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say, He has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is justified by her deeds." Then he began to denounce the cities where most of his mighty works had been done, because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, it will be more bearable on the day of judgment for Tyre and Sidon than for you. And you, Capernaum, Will you be exalted to heaven? You will be brought down to Hades. For if mighty works done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I tell you that it will be more tolerable on the day of judgment for the land of Sodom than for you. At that time Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding, and have revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, 
and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In my journal in 1992, on Matthew chapter 11, I wrote, Jesus answered John's question by referring to his performance. Help my performance witness for you. I continued, he elevates John above the prophets of old. And he criticizes the cities and the people in them who saw miracles, but did not repent. And finally, verse 28, I wrote, should be the verse of the year. So many people are weary and heavy laden and need rest. Christ can give us peace and rest if we come to him and learn from him. In 2007, I wrote similarly to what I wrote in 1992. Are you the expected one? Jesus lets his deeds, not his words, answer the question. Do my deeds testify that I am a Christian? Do my actions speak for themselves? Jesus also invites us to come to him with our burdens, weariness, and he promises his rest for our souls. He has lifted my burden many times. I am thankful I can go to him. And in 2016, after reading Matthew 11, I wrote, Jesus goes to the cities of the twelve disciples. Let's stop the journal for a moment and let's look at verse 1. When Jesus had finished instructing his twelve disciples, he went on from there to teach and preach in their cities. Let's continue with the journal. I quoted verse 3, Are you the one? And then I went on to quote verse 11, No one greater than John the Baptist, yet everyone who reaches heaven is greater than him. That's worth reading, so we're going to stop the journal and look at that verse. Jesus says in verse 1111, Truly I say to you, among those born of woman... There has risen no one greater than John the Baptist, yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. It's a good time to refer to my English Standard Version footnotes on verse 11, so I'd like to read that. It says, Those born of woman is a Jewish idiom for ordinary human birth, and Jesus implicitly contrasts this with new birth into the kingdom of heaven. John's mission was uniquely privileged because he prepared the way for the Messiah and the kingdom. But those in the kingdom of heaven have the greatest privilege because they have actually entered the kingdom in its new covenant reality and become partakers in the new covenant through the blood of Christ. So looking back at verse 11, I think it says, Truly I say to you, among those born of women there has risen no one greater than John the Baptist. So in the physical, John the Baptist is right up there. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. So spiritual birth is more important than physical birth. The next thing I wrote in my journal was the towns Jesus did miracles in enjoyed the miracle but never internalized what was really happening. So they were unrepentant and judged accordingly. Let's go back to the scriptures. Verse 20. Then he began to denounce the cities where most of his mighty works had been done, because they did not repent. So let's personalize this for a moment. How much have you read about the miracles of Jesus? Maybe how much have you heard from others? Or how much have you seen 
in your own life the miracles of Jesus? And are you repentant or unrepentant? Do you know about God, but you've not internalized the power of what you know in your own life yet? I think that's the message of this portion of Scripture. The people in these cities had seen what this verse says, His mighty works, but did not repent. Don't let that be the case for you. If you've seen, if you've read, if you know about His mighty works, repent and come to Him as your Lord and Savior. Then the chapter finishes with some of these great, great verses of Scripture, starting in verse 28. Come to me. Jesus invites everyone, everyone who toils or has burdens, and that's everyone. Jesus can give us rest. But what is the action step on our part? It is to come to him, take his yoke. In other words, saddle up with him, partner with him, go his direction, and learn from his example. If we do this, we should have no stress, we should be gentle, and not in a hurry. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 were my theme verses for the year 2016. And again they say, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And of course, what I wanted out of all that is to say as Christians, if we're running around just like the rest of the world, why would anybody want what we have if we look like they do? Stressed, in a hurry, worn out? That's not what Christianity ought to be. If we are truly walking with the Lord and in His will, our life should be peaceful. It should be easier. He says, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. So if we're in His will for our lives, that's what we should reflect. Easy light. Is that what your life looks like to others? During that year, 2016, I read a book, and I can't remember the name of the book or the author, but I remember the author saying, rest is a scriptural principle, and that we should have rest built into our lives on a regular basis. And he encouraged us to have a 24-hour Sabbath each and every week. Now you think, wow, that's amazing. Could I do that? Could I have a 24-hour Sabbath every week? Well, I thought about it, and I thought that was a great challenge. I believe that rest is a scriptural principle. So in my life, based on the fact that I do a lot of things on weekends, I carved out the period for my 24-hour Sabbath rest as Sunday noon to Monday noon. Now I can tell you, it's pretty hard to just rest it's pretty hard just to try to do nothing for 24 hours. But if you're in the rat race, if your burden is heavy, your burden is not light, your yoke is not easy, then I encourage you to try that. Carve out for yourself a 24-hour period of rest and watch what it does to your spirit. It'll rejuvenate you. It'll give you creative thinking time when you're not just activity-based, but actually resting in the Lord. So I want to close with these verses once again as we contemplate this and apply it to our own lives. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Lord, make my yoke easy 
make my burden light. Give me rest in you. In Jesus' name, amen.